you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 172. Well, hi guys. I have another scenario by a parent of a strong-willed kid for you this week, and I thought this one was interesting. I just read over it. Okay. So this mom says, okay, confession. Um, I feel like old lady McCracken. I don't know who old lady McCracken is. Um, I feel like old lady McCracken when I'm hovering over my boys with a back scratcher in my hand as they're doing chores. But many chances were given prior to this last resort. And I haven't had to spank in such a long time. I can't even remember the last time. And the second I say I'm getting the spanking stick, they perk right up and get moving and voila, everything's done in like 20 minutes. No yelling, no fighting, just me hovering with a back scratcher. When it's all done, we give high fives and tell each other, good job. Even my little one gave me a hug and told me he loves me. And in the end, no spanks needed. It's like my boys thrive with a military style parenting. They respect it so much. And my nature is lovey-dovey, ooey-gooey when around them. It's just crazy. Um, okay, and then here's another little post that my team found that said, this mom put a post out that said, this should give you a good laugh today with the little emoji with like the tears, the crying tears, laughing so hard. So evidently a mom at preschool, her said her kids are so perfect. She never has to spank them. Explanation point. Oh, please lady. So somebody responded, I've never spanked mine, but they're so far from perfect. And then the original mom poster said, the only way to get my kids attention is to give them a pop on the behind. Sometimes I know everyone's parenting is different. This woman just gets under my skin. I try to like her, but I just don't. Um, okay. It obviously, triggers the hell out of me that spanking people thinking like, like if you say you're not a spanker, that you're lying. Like it's that prevalent in our culture that it's okay to spank kids. It's okay to hit kids. Like it's okay. You own your kids. Like, would you ever be okay with like, what if somebody was like came up and they just were like, you're not going to do what I want you to do. And they just like smacked the shit out of you. Like, I just don't understand where most of us, like, that seems so illogical to us. But yet when it comes to children, there's just been this, like, I don't know, this cultural belief that 
you're allowed to hit kids. Like it's so crazy to me. And um, anyway, so then there's this mom who is like, my kids are thrive, you know, thrive on this military style. It's so crazy. Um, so what I want to say about this mom is because you might be saying, well, it sounds like it was working. Her kids are doing chores and all she has to do is remind them about the, the whatever spanking stick and then they hop to it. Um, so it sort of seems to be working. So this is the thing, you guys. When you use these old school tactics, um, I'm not saying this mom's doing everything wrong. Like, like using the spanking stick and physical aggression, the truth is, is that there's just a better way to achieve the same result that isn't going to ultimately end in um, damaging your relationship with your kids, having your kids eventually rebel, teaching your kids that if they want to get someone to do something, they should be violent and hurt them. Um, you know, you can accomplish having kids work in cooperation with you, do the things that they're supposed to do, follow the rules, get their chores done, and all those things without resorting to violence, right? And then you teach them that they get to show up as responsible human beings. And if they're not responsible human beings, then there's consequences. Now, what does that look like? Well, maybe if they have chores, if the chores are they got to put their clothes away or they got to do their laundry and they don't do those things. Well, what would the consequence be if you weren't going to, you know, spank them or be on top of them, making sure they're doing all the chores? What if you taught your child that if they don't do their chores and they don't wash their clothes, then they don't have clean clothes. And so it's time to go to school and they have to wear dirty clothes or they can't find their favorite shirt. And you might be over here going, yeah, my kids wouldn't care about that. Really? When they're out of underwear, when they're out of clothes, I don't know. We got to go put on some dirty ones. You got to figure it out. You didn't get your laundry done this week. And you, you know, now you'll get it done for next week. It's a, like, just put on something. I don't, I can't find my favorite shirt. I know we're, the car is leaving. The car is leaving now. Let's go, right? So holding your kids accountable and having consequences like natural consequences, which is when you don't do clean, do your laundry, then you don't have clean clothes. Or when you don't put your clothes away, then they stay in the laundry room. And then in the morning, you're scrambling to find your clothes or what, what other chores. If you don't, you know, maybe it might be that you have to use an imposed consequence. Like your kids, you know, they sweep up or they do the dishes or they, you know, clean up the dog poo in the yard or whatever it is. And they are not, hey, chores have to be done for technology time to happen. Have chores been done? No, I, I'm not here. I've got better things to do. I'm not here to remind you guys like it's fine. I, I, technology is a privilege. I'm fine with you guys not having any technology. And just know if you're not showing up responsibly, then you're not having that privilege. And you're also showing me that maybe you don't have the energy. It means you need more rest. So you will be going to bed an hour early tonight. You'll be in your bed. You can be reading, but you're going to give your body the rest that you need. 
to show up responsibly. Now, does it take more time to set that up to become like this mom has a lot of pack leadership in her? She's assertive. But what I wish I could tell her is you are ooey gooey, lovey dovey. That's a good thing. But you're also strong and modeling for these three boys what a strong, amazing woman looks like who's also nurturing and loving. Why are you playing by these old school, patriarchal, you know, aggressive rules? We do things differently as women naturally. Why are you giving that away? You could be teaching your boys how a strong woman in charge doesn't have to resort to violence. No, 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 no. We're not doing things that way. Like I'm the mama. I don't hit you. I don't hit people. No. I hold you accountable when you're not doing the things that you got to do. You know, they're part of your responsibilities. I hold you accountable by making sure that those privileges that come along with being a responsible family member, they're off the table. And you're going to give your body more rest. For this family to run smoothly, which this is an amazing family, we all got to do our part. And if you're choosing not to do your part or not to be responsible, then there's consequences with that. And I believe in you. You'll show up and do it the right way next time. It might take a while going to bed early and doing without the technology. You know, you have, you know how to put a consequence in. You don't have to beat the shit out of people. <laughs> like we're not doing things that way. No. So I wish I could, you know, this mom, I think she sounds strong and smart and loving. And I wish I could just like shake her and say, we don't have to do things that way. We don't have to hurt the people we love. We can just show up as these badass women, pack leaders, and show all the men how to do things how to be a positive leader and, and how to help our kids to show up solving problems and holding other people accountable in a civilized way. Not in a Neanderthal clock people over the head kind of way. Or like we're an evolved species. We're the, the year's 2022. No. And we're educated. You know, we weren't raised in a in the back of a barn not attending school like we know better we're gonna do better old school people did it this other way they didn't know better like it's 2022 we have access to things like podcasts and so many books and we can learn better methods for managing people, for leading people, for helping people to be responsible and show up as their best selves. And we have to put more energy for sure on the front end. Yeah, it might be easier just to give somebody a whack. And that works in the short term, the whack. But what happens when you got that kid that goes off to college and you're not there to whack them? Are they then getting all their chores done? Have they learned the skill set to be responsible if they don't have the fear looming right behind them of somebody on them, on top of them, making sure they do their chores or threatening to smack them? 
right? Are they doing the right thing? Because they've just learned how to be responsible and it feels good to do the right thing. And that's who we are. And that's what we do. Right? What happens when you're not following along right after them? And you know what else happens? When those kids become teenagers and they're sick of being smacked, a lot of times, guess what those teenagers do? You know, so, so often it's the kids that comply pretty easy to these fear tactics and they make us look real good. Like this mom, she's like, this stuff is working beautifully. This military style really works. My boys love it. Yeah. They're willing. They're scared of the stick. Fine. They'll just do the chores. It's not worth it. And so they comply when they're little and they make you look real good. You got it so together. But guess what? All humans, when they feel controlled and when fear is constantly used as a motivator, guess what all humans do eventually? Rebel. Teenage rebellion. All roads lead to rebellion when, you, when control like that is on the scene. And so, can y'all hear the little puppy breathing? She's so freaking cute. I can't stop holding her every second. Um, yeah, all roads lead to rebellion. So that's when you have the kid, the teenager, who you're like, I don't know what happened. He used to be such a good boy. He, she used to be such a good girl. She did all, everything I wanted her to do. And now she just like refuses. She sleeps to all hours. Her room's a mess. She refuses to pick things up. She's always out with her friends. She's partying. She doesn't want to ever be home. She doesn't want anything to do with us. I don't know what happened to her. She got sick of the fear tactics. That's what I, she got sick of being controlled. That's what happened. And when she went through the stage of, of human development called adolescence, where they're pruning away extraneous information and starting to, to really sort of think like, what do I have to put up with and what don't I, what do I want to believe and what don't I want to believe? That's when they prune away the relationship with us. They're like, uh-uh. Yeah, I'm sick of that. I'm sick of being hit with a stick. No. Nobody, you know, your boys have learned to lie to you. They love it. They hug me. They love me. They're so happy when I'm not hitting them with a stick. But let me tell you something. The brain and the body doesn't forget when you've been hit with a stick. So don't think that that's not damaging your relationship. Don't think that there's going to be a reason when you're young men, when your boys grow into young men and young adults, why they never want to call you, why they never want to reach out to you, why they don't want to turn to you if they need help with something. They don't trust you. They were just, ha they were just loving on you and happy that you, because they did their chores, because they were compliant little kids, they were just happy you weren't hitting them with a stick. So, yeah, that's what I have to say. I'm getting very worked up about all of the mainstream. I just the just the the prevalence of the spanking. I just can't believe how 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 much it's still accepted as a parenting as a discipline strategy, and it's not considered abusive. I just, it's, it's just not okay. And so, you know, and, and I think that, you know, you guys need to remember 
that even though timeout is better than hitting your kids, it's still questionable. Timeout still teaches kids to lie. It doesn't meet them where they are. You know, I teach a different strategy than timeout called the calm down spot. And, and the difference between timeout and the calm down spot is that it gives the child the choice. So when you have a child that, let's say, is just wreaking havoc on your household and they're just out of control, they're, you know, fighting with their siblings, taking everything away, arguing, making a mess, refusing to follow any of the family rules. And you have to send them to their calm down spot. So it's a spot that you've established ahead of time with them. And you've, when you weren't in the heat of the moment and you let your kid know, hey, we all have moments. You know, the main areas of the house are for all of us to gather and be together as a family. And the main areas of the house belong to everyone. And your space, you know, if your kid shares a room, your space, your half of the room, your bed, that's your space. That's just for you. And, you know, when you're in the main areas of house, when anyone's in the main areas of house and they're not able to follow the rules or you're having a hard moment, you get to go to your space and calm your body down and take some time alone. And then when you're ready to rejoin the family and come back to the main areas of the house and follow the rules, you know, we welcome you with open arms. And it's not an option to not follow the rules or to treat other family members in a way that are, that's not okay in the main areas of the house. My job is to keep you safe and healthy. And this house has to be a safe zone for everyone. So if you need some time away, I might say, it looks like you could, you need some space. Go to your calm down spot. Take a look, take a few minutes. You know, what can you do in your calm down spot when you're having a hard time? What can you do? You know, we can have some, some books there, some cozy animals there, the little squishy balls, because you might just need to squeeze something out. Maybe something that you listen to that helps you get your body into a calmer place. Maybe some essential oils so that you can <sighs> sniff in the flowers and <sighs> blow out the birthday candles. Maybe you want one of those little punching bags because you might just need to get some of the, you know, get some of your energy out. It's just a place for you to get to go and feel safe and give yourself some space. And then when you're ready to come back out into the household, we're so happy to receive you. So when, so that's your boundary. You know, you let kids know, like, no, this is not okay. You're not going to wreak havoc in the main areas of the house. This place needs to be safe for all family members. And right now you're showing some behaviors that are, that are making other people not feel safe. So you go get yourself together, go to your calm down spot, give yourself this space. And then you're, when you're ready to rejoin, you come back. You know, quite often when you start to institute something like this instead of time out, your child might say, like, I'm just hungry. I'm just so hungry. Like, I had kids that never recognized the feeling of hunger. I was like, what, what is that like exactly? Like, the eat to live rather than live to eat? Because I was a live to eat kid. Um, I was chubby until I was, like, in third grade. 
And like, I love to eat. So I didn't understand that. Like my kids don't recognize the cue of hunger. And so sometimes like, especially with my strong willed one, I'm like, I think you need to go to your room and go to your calm down spot and go get it together. And when you're ready to come back and follow the rules, come on back. And he'd be like, I'm just so hungry. I'm like, when was the last time you ate? Or that would be when, you know, I don't remember. And it would be like hours. I'm like, well, okay, maybe it's not the calm down. So maybe you just need to get your, get some food in that body. Okay. That makes sense. See, we got to the root of the behavior. He was acting out because he didn't realize he was super hungry or super thirsty. And sometimes it is that you have a child that you, you had a really early morning and it's hard. You're having a hard time getting along with other people. So I think you need to go and take a rest on your bed until you can let your body have, you know, a little, you know, the, get a little more calm on and, um, and then come and rejoin. And I think it's going to make sense for you, for us to have an earlier bedtime tonight because your body clearly is exhausted. No, I'm not. Okay. Calm down. Go. We're not discussing this right now. You come back when you're calmer. And when you're instituting this, you know, you may say, wow, but my kid would never do that. That's when I want to say, yeah, there's some work to do. There's some work to do in terms of pack leadership. There's some work to do in terms of setting boundaries. There's some work to do in terms of establishing systems. So take the time to learn. Do a parenting program, right? Add some accountability in. Sign up for our new $49 app self-study program called Mini Masters. Go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash mini masters, all one word. $49 a month. The first week is free. Right? Sign up for something. Start learning. Start practicing. Get the tools in place. And help your kids to do better, especially these strong-willed kids. They need us. Like, I'm so not a naturally systematic person, and I hate cooking. But I learned, like, with my strong-willed child, especially when he was little, for me to be scrambling at dinner time and not having a plan just made the whole night go terribly. Like, I had to get my shit together. I had to. Otherwise, it was just stressful day after day after day. So I did. And I figured it out. Did I become an amazing chef? No, I didn't. I'm a functional cook. I know how to get dinner on the table. I know how to pick up something and put something and put it on home plates and call it a day and do it pretty quickly. But I knew that I had to have plans in place and systems if I wanted to have the family that I craved. I had to get my shit together. And so often I think we argue with reality. We refuse to do the things that we have to do to get our families to a better place. We set the tone. We are the pack leaders. Okay. That's what I got for you guys this week. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. 
Um, and as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's Mastermind underscore Parenting. Um, and, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And, um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.